0: is Sven a fake person? (laughs) And I said, yes, he's a fake person. And she laughed. She thought it was the most, she had no clue until that point. She said, okay, so I want to do a reverse. Will you help me do a reverse prank? And I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. She said, okay, so here's what we're gonna do.
1: This is the Hopper Podcast. I'm William. And I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. William is a hospice chaplain. We've been friends for over 20 years. For that amount of time, we've been having
0: thoughtful, passionate, hospitable conversations about what is good and right and beautiful in the world.
1: Each week, we pull an idea out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast.
0: Hey, Dave, um, you know that I'm a hospice chaplain. I was at a patient's house this week and I heard something I haven't heard in a long time. I heard someone tell a Polak joke. Oh my. Yeah. It was it was my patient's wife and they had a paid caregiver there, um, who has been taking care of the patient for a long, long time. And she said to this lady who was telling the Polak joke, she said, Did you know that my husband is Polish? <laughs> and so and the lady was like, Yeah, uh uh it's okay um i didn't mean anything by it i just think polack jokes are funny <laughs> i just you know i haven't heard that in a long time right, when i was right. a kid i heard polack right. jokes. but even as a kid i mean back in the 80s i remember hearing like no that's not cool although we would do like moron jokes or something like I, those kind of yeah. jokes are funny but the polack jokes of course are something about polacks being stupid or something that's not i don't even know where that comes
1: from honestly I have no idea either yeah i mean i I don't know. My, my wife's surgeon was, was Polish, and, and yeah. he's definitely not stupid. Um, yeah, it, of course, that's anecdotal, right? I mean, right. obviously, there was some sort of racial bigotry or something to to kick that off. It has nothing to do with fact.
0: No, my guess uh, is that it was uh, Polish immigrants who came in and couldn't speak English or something, or they didn't understand yeah, maybe. like what, yeah. what English signs mean, or they didn't understand the culture where like you're supposed to stand in line here to get to the resource that you need or something. I don't know. That's yeah. my guess.
1: You know, when I was a kid, I remember not just Polak jokes. You know, I, was, I grew up in a secular uh, yeah. public school yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Polak jokes. I heard jokes about blacks, Sure. jokes about women, like really sexist jokes, yeah. jokes about Asians. Blonde, blonde girls. Blonde girls, yeah. yeah. Uh, there were jokes about anything and everything. Yeah, right, right, right. And some of them were, I mean, were terrible. Horrible. Horrible.
0: Yeah. I'm glad I don't hear those as much anymore. Yeah. And it but, really, um, when I heard that this week, it was, uh, it really like uh, stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. It shocked like, I, didn't you. Even, like, I didn't even, I don't even. Right. Oh, right. I, I remember pollock jokes from long, long time ago. And here she yeah. is still telling Polek
1: jokes. To me, it's like smoking. When I was a kid, everyone was smoking everywhere yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 You'd yeah. be in some room, some restaurant, smoke is all around you. You were secondhand smoking as a kid. Uh, every day. Right. And now it's just one of the, the good things that, that, uh, that smoking is no longer available or allowed in public places. And so when I, when I encounter cigarette smoke, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that smell. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to smell it all the time like I yeah. used to. And the same with the jokes.
0: You know, it's interesting. Um, as we talk about it now, I don't remember a whole lot of jokes. I mean, some, but not a whole lot of jokes about white people. Yeah. I mean there's jokes about honkies well, or crackers. Pollocks are white. <laughs> well that's that's okay, fair yeah. enough. But not yeah. like I like I never I, I never felt like I was on the receiving end of that sort of like I'm not a woman and right. I'm not a blonde and I'm not, you know, yeah. Like all these various things. Yeah. Yeah. I had a um uh a friend um in Miami who was black and I remember him talking to me about how much he loved watermelon and he felt really awkward eating watermelon around his white friends right because uh he didn't want to be the butt of this those kind of jokes and yet he's like the thing is i really
1: love watermelon right yeah 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 uh, because that's such a stereotype yeah so tell me about your time in miami i mean uh, you were a part of what i, I assume was cuban culture yeah mm-hmm. um or at least latino culture broadly that's right. That's right um tell me tell me some of the things you liked about it
0: Boy, Catherine and I were two of the only two white people we knew that had moved to Miami and loved it. Hmm. And the reason is because in the city of Miami, at least when we were there, Anglos made up 12% of the population, 12%. Okay. And yeah, so the majority culture is Cuban, um, and the, but there's all of the different Hispanic um, countries represented, right. except for really Mexico. Very, very few Mexicans, uh-huh. almost no Mexicans. Um, which was tough because she, Catherine and I love Mexican food, and we lo- we got uh, had a love for Mexican people and the Mexican culture when we lived in Texas, hmm. um, and so we got all these Hispanic folks around, but no Mexicans, no yeah, Mexican they're, food. They're
1: different what you're used to. Yeah, yeah
0: and the and and the different countries very very different. Uh, right. Oh my goodness, the difference between Cubans and Chileans is just massive. Right. Massive. Um, anyway. Yeah, and so we really loved all that culture, um, all that different culture. I say culture, the different culture than what we're used to. Um, and I think it's because we, we um, God had brought us to the place where we understood the multicultural nature of the church. And so mm. then we look at our brothers and sisters who are different from us in culture, and we really, really enjoyed it. Um, but it took a lot of getting used to. There were sure. a lot of foibles and a lot of difficulties and yeah and
1: that sort of thing, yeah. so name a few things that you really liked,
0: yeah, well, um, we liked the emphasis on family, oh my goodness, the communal nature of people. Mm. I say family um in Hispanic culture, what I experienced was family is not so much your nuclear family, although right. there's there's that, but it's much much broader, and you can and when you come come over to visit somebody's house, you're part of the family, even as a visitor, and it really is. Um, and then certainly in church, a church family is a family. Right. And that concept is very different than what I'm used to in... Hmm. I mean, when I would go to church, like every church we would go to, sometimes we would visit churches, and especially when we first moved there, man, I'm kissing every woman in the congregation. Right. On the cheek. And and they're kissing me. And and I didn't kiss the men, but my wife had to kiss all the men and the women. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. everybody. And it's yeah. just, we just got used to that. And... Um, that's a, I mean, that's directly from scripture, almost, that we're supposed to greet each other with a holy kiss, and they, that's what they do, and, right? um that really, really is. There's a lot of that community um,
1: uh-huh.
0: that I'm not used to. Um,
1: so you like kissing all the women then? <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> that's an issue.
0: Yeah, I got to be careful how I say that. But yeah, no, absolutely. I, I wish, I wish that we could be in a in a place where we could do more of that because I think there's something really important about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also like the. Um, I, we we fell in love with Cuban food here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We can't get Cuban food uh-huh. at all. Uh, when we lived in North Carolina, um, there was a couple Cuban restaurants that were trying their darndest to make yeah. Cuban food, but it was not not anything. what you had in Miami. What we had yeah. in Miami. Oh man! And one of the things that I enjoyed so much there was the was the coffee. Um, and not just Cuban style coffee, although that's fantastic, but um kind of a siesta, although not siesta, that's more of a of a Mexican thing as far as I understand. But they would be when you when it's time in the afternoon for coffee, then like everybody just kinda stops. What whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you are. We'd yeah. go to Target. We'd be at Target and they would just decide, you know, it's time for coffee and somebody would make coffee, little you know, in little tiny cups the the Cuban coffee. And all the registers would shut down, at yeah. Target. Yeah. And then who wants coffee? And the customers who were there, whoever's in line, you just stop, and we're gonna we're gonna take three, four, five minutes, drink our coffee, and then the place will start back up again. Interesting. And that's how that's just how everything worked. Even at the hospital, I worked at the hospital, and people would take shifts. There was not. I mean, I'm sure they had surgery and stuff, and that would keep going, but but our, but the nurses and the CNAs and everybody yeah. would just like they take turns and not everybody can stop at the same time but yeah everybody takes a break in the afternoon to drink some coffee. Okay. It was fantastic.
1: A little afternoon pick me up.
0: Yeah, it was really good. That kind of like, you know what? There are things that are more important than whatever it is I'm doing. Hmm. And let me slow down and with a grateful heart. Yeah think about my day, connect with the person next to me. The person in line next to me happens to be a human being. Right. And someone, and so that, I don't know, that's how I took it and that kind of connection. That's what I mean by family. Like it's, uh, people really connected to each other.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Tell me, was there anything in uh, in your time in Miami and being around that culture that you didn't like?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, there were definitely things that frustrated me. Uh, and that were difficult. One of them was um, that. Uh, what? How can I say? I am very, very punctual. Yeah. Um, or if I if I'm late, I know I'm late, and I feel bad about it. But it doesn't happen a whole lot. Yeah. And that's just not true in the Hispanic. I remember um, I I did a few weddings, uh, conducted a few weddings mm. um, there at that church. And I did some that were um, a mixed Anglo uh, spouse and then Hispanic spouse, and in those circumstances, we would send out different invitation, different invitations, different times. Yes, with different
1: times. <laughs> Absolutely, we would yeah. have to. Right.
0: Because when we would say what time the wedding is starting, like the, um, if we didn't send out different times, it, they we wouldn't the wedding wouldn't come off. Right. It wouldn't happen. Right. And one of those weddings, I remember the bride was Hispanic. And uh, we did the... um, uh, She was second generation. And so she's completely fluent in English. But she was from a Hispanic background. And I did their premarital counseling and all like that. And so we got up to the um, uh, rehearsal dinner. Or not dinner. The rehearsal of the the wedding on Friday evening. And so I'm... I'm, And and she she didn't show up at the right time. And she didn't show up. And she didn't show up. And so we're an hour after... She's supposed to be there. Everybody's there except her. Everybody. Her family is there, and his family is there, and all yeah. their friends, and the bride. And she and it was like an hour and a half before she showed up, um, and she didn't think a thing about it. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, I don't.
1: That's honestly, different for us. For sure, I have yeah. like,
0: and there was no, there was no apology. There was no. Right. She's like, this is my wedding. i you know.
1: Yeah, we'd be wondering if she left him at the altar. Totally, <laughs> it's a runaway bride. He was yeah.
0: concerned about that. Mm. Yeah. And his family was reassuring and saying, no, nah, she'll be fine. She's yeah, coming. Yeah. She's coming. It's, it's not it's not right. that. It's not
1: that. Well, I got a funny story right. that's similar to that. Okay. Uh, and this was uh, based on African time, if you ever heard that. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I was working with African refugees and, and immigrants in yeah. Philadelphia. Okay. And we were going to have a hymn sing yeah. um, on, a, on a Friday night around 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock, something like that. And so I, I let everyone know to come to my house so we could sing some hymns together and hang out and worship and and of course some people did. Um, and then the next morning, okay, Saturday morning, okay, about ten in the morning, I'm getting ready to run out the door to go coach a soccer team. And there's an African man knocking on the door, and I say hello, and he says, "I'm here for the hymn sing." <laughs> <laughs> and I you, said, you missed it, brother. Yeah. I said, that was yesterday. I'm sorry, but he figured that we had gotten together and sang all night and. Um and I said you knew it was yesterday. He, yeah, I, th- I thought it was just would still be going on. And I was oh, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. In normal circumstances I'd invite you in and we you know, we maybe we'd sing a few or hang yeah, out sure, or something, sure, sure. but I, I've really got to get down the street here and <laughs> coach some kids soccer. I'm really terribly sorry. It was last night. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've never heard that <laughs> yeah. that's that was way out there. So culturally yeah. speaking, um you know, I think it's, it's fascinating. Uh, if you say what you like about a culture, that's fine. Yeah. If you say that you don't like something about a culture, it becomes very tenuous. It can, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that that's not really fair. Sure. Um, certainly as white men, yeah. we've taken a lot of heat about our culture. Yeah. Uh, kind of regularly now, it's kind of a... a, a and so, um, it, I, don't, I don't personally think that that means someone is racist. Sure, Yeah, that's right. Uh, You're entitled to your opinion. Yes. And there are things about culture that you'll like, and there are things that you don't like. And that is perfectly fair. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there are people who who won't think so. Right. Which is unfortunate. Because we know that they have opinions about things. Sure. And that's all right.
0: Preferences are different from saying something is necessarily good or bad. Yeah, it's just what I prefer. I can prefer a particular kind of music... Without saying that other kinds of music
1: are wrong or bad or evil. Right. Yeah. Or I can even say, this is what I like about country music, and this is what I don't like about country music. Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. And it doesn't mean that I'm at all racist toward country folk.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We can have preferences about culture. That's right. That doesn't mean... Yeah, I can say I don't like... Well, I don't like... uh,
1: I don't like that that bride was an hour and a half late to right. her rehearsal. That, that's a huge inconvenience. It
0: was really frustrating.
1: Right. I had plans. Right. I remember being in a situation where in the African men, they we would kiss each other. Mm-hmm. And you were to kiss three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On this cheek, that cheek, and then the first cheek again. And uh, I guess I was not used to that at all, but I was yeah. trying. I was yeah. really trying. Yeah. And I remember uh i i got out of rhythm with this guy and our like faces met and our cheeks rubbed and you know like the stubble oh, off both oh, of our faces yeah, it was just, yeah. I, you know i, I did uh, not enjoy it no I'm and making. i was like i was like oh gosh i don't i don't know what i'm doing here and i don't i don't even like this to begin with you know like, yeah <laughs> kissing men is not my thing right um but uh you know i was trying i was yeah. trying to make it an effort and they they appreciated that yeah uh, but i didn't like it right um
0: yeah, another thing that I don't like about Hispanic culture, and that, now you got me in the mindset of Miami, so that's what I'm thinking about, yeah. is that Hispanic people tend, this is a strong tendency, uh, to beat around the bush and not get to the point. Hmm. When there's something important to say, uh, they do not say it. Hmm. They tiptoe around it. They circle around a point. Yeah. They so cir- it's not they to keep... be offensive? I think so. Yeah. And not to be... yeah, it would be offensive to be direct. Interesting. And so then they circle around it and circle around it. And if you don't get the point, they'll get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And uh-huh. I, you know, I, I would have to. I, well, I don't want to be offensive and say just come right out and say it. Like, right, I'm not getting it, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or or get to your point, like I, because that uh, feels really pushy. That feels yeah. really pushy for them, right. and that's not good. On the other hand, there were times when people tried to tell me stuff, and you I didn't had get no it. idea yeah. what they're talking about. Uh, yeah just, That was difficult Just
1: tell it to me straight I can't Yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. That's my preference Because right. it's what I know I, I like to I don't yeah. like small talk very much And a lot of when they were trying to be Not small talk Very specific To tell me something It sounded to me And felt to me like small talk And I didn't get it Right And then they thought I was Dumb and not paying attention and that's just not oh, yeah, right and that was difficult. That right. was difficult there, There's uh, an
1: expectation on their part that you're you're clueing in that they're helping you in some way. Yeah, that's and right You're oblivious
0: completely. Yeah, that's right
1: And then the other the other
0: the flip side of that is when I would be direct then then uh, Hispanic people would often think of me as uh, Offensive and blunt and yeah crude in crude, some way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes disrespectful right uh, and so I tried not to do that. Actually, in in preaching, I learned uh, in preaching to be uh, to tell things more with stories, and to have yeah. stories be the
1: way that I make a strong point. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Because it was in the UK, mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite. Right. right. Yeah, they're very articulate. Yeah. They have a strong vocabulary. Yeah. And they'll say whatever they want to say. Yes. Um, but they say it calmly. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the issue of respect is, is certainly different yes. than America because their tone sounds so snooty. Yeah, um, it really does. And I, it could just be the accent and, you know, just the, made the difference in the way they, they the language has a cadence, you know, that we have a different cadence. Sure. Yeah. Well, And I think also like so much when you and I are growing up and I think for
0: a long, long time and maybe still in culture, cartoons and TV shows and movies. Uh, if someone if they wanted to make a character who was snooty they would give them a british right, accent right right um and so like that I, that is very much associated in my mind yeah that might just be in my head right i think that maybe that's what yeah. it is i don't think it's the accent itself
1: no no but the the tone it's more yeah. the tone yeah and i remember listening to two people talk and i remember th- feeling uncomfortable like yeah. oh gosh this guy's really giving it to this other guy yeah. and uh and it sounds so uh, condescending, but they, they were not taking offense they, they really appreciated that forthrightness hmm. in each other, and they they respected each other uh, and but for me it was it was very uncomfortable yeah so that's all culturally driven right yeah mm-hmm. and just like everything else, um, we we take advantage of what we know to feel better about ourselves mm. or to condescend someone else or to, to struggle yeah. to appreciate someone else for their cultural tendencies yeah their language yeah um it's fascinating
0: do you remember our sunday night group that you and i we would come over uh, this is on sunday nights and catherine and i would have people over Uh, Whoever wanted to come over for Sunday night dinner, she would cook, and we had no idea who was coming over. It's an open house. Come over, whoever wants to, every Sunday night. We're always there. We did that for 10 years straight without missing a Sunday. And you were a big part of that while we were in St. Louis. Well, we had the same group. We had not the same group, different people, but the same thing going on in Miami. And one night, uh, we were sitting around after a number of folks had left already, and a lot of our regulars were still there already. And I was telling about my um, uh, work... At my work at the hospital, overhead they would page on a regular basis a person named Tijuana Jackson. okay so they would say Tijuana Jackson, please you know dial uh, and they would, they would have some uh, extension you know extension uh, 3622 uh, Tijuana Jackson. and like I'm working in the hospital. I'm constantly hearing about this person Tijuana Jackson. And, but I never met anybody named Tijuana Jackson and so I got it in my mind. I think this is probably like a security code. For like the security Who's working there Or something And then so Tijuana Jackson And then it's Until one day I actually met Tijuana Jackson uh-huh. And she was a black lady Okay uh, Who worked in housekeeping but I, but I thought This is a weird And I was just telling this story In my, in our Sunday night group And I thought Okay we got these two Names that are from Vastly different Yeah uh, Cultures Yeah Right Tijuana And Jackson Okay And But I, so that's one of the reasons I thought it was a fake name But no I have actually met Tijuana Jackson Okay, so then we were talking about it and laughing about it, and I said, what would be like the, the most um, two, two names that we could put together yeah. that you would think would never possibly go together? So we came up okay. with a name, Sven Hernandez. <laughs> okay. Sven Hernandez. Yes. All right, so uh, we said, well, let's, uh, let's have fun with Sven Hernandez. Let's say that we're, for, we're all friends, this group right here. And yeah. I forget, we had like 10 of us. Have I told you about Sven Hernandez? No, no, I haven't heard this at all. Yeah. Okay. This is so Sven Hernandez. So we all became friends with Sven Hernandez, and so what we said, okay, so what are we going to do with Sven Hernandez? Well, we we we, that night we created a Facebook account for Sven Hernandez. This was at this was a long time ago, and Facebook was still uh, fairly new. Yeah. And so we started on Facebook, and so we said that he was going to be – this was in um, the summertime or so, I think. And so he was going to come, and he's going to be a student at the University of Miami <laughs> in the fall as a freshman. And so we had him. We picked – he lived in Delaware. And so he graduated from St. Mark's Catholic uh, Preparatory School something in Delaware that that year, and then he's going to the University of Miami. And the reason was because the main person that we wanted to play this joke on was the college director – of the college ministry director of our church uh-huh. and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna get this facebook and um and so i created the facebook um page for sven hernandez and i put this bizarre picture of kind of a person in a shadow like like <laughs> dancing on a beach or something okay and so that's this, and okay so then in the fall Um, He started at the University of Miami And I friended a whole bunch of people At the University of Miami And I friended a bunch of the Okay, so that all worked So then he started coming to church And uh, so we had at our church We had as a large church Right, and so then we had um, cards In the worship service You know, everybody fills out a card You put your name And you put your uh, whatever Prayer requests or address And I'm new I want to talk to the pastor Here's a prayer request, whatever And you put that new offering plate Okay, so so I would always fill one out for Sven Hernandez. Of course, he needs co- prayer. he's a college student. He's yeah. a, he needs prayer, and he and so he has a college student, and so I want to be contacted by the college minister, and so he got a, we got an email address, so we set up an email address. So um, anyway, so. <laughs> I, so I'm part of the church, the staff, and this college director is also on staff full-time. So we go to staff meeting, and we're going through all the v- names of the, v- of the visitors. Sven Hernandez. Peggy, have you followed up with Sven Hernandez? Well, yes. We're supposed to meet a little bit later uh, this week. because She's emailing me. She doesn't know it. Yeah. And so I'm emailing her, and every time i It's about time to meet with her, then something happens. Sven got sick <laughs> he um he had he had a project that was due he like everything had to be put on he had japanese lessons uh, J- right japanese yeah. lessons yeah right. okay so um, and we had this group, and people would say, Oh yeah, sven he's an amazing guy, he was really good when when so but when Peggy had to be out of town or when she was gone for some reason, that's when Sven would show up, yeah, and he would be like. At, the, at everything.
1: He'd be too good to be true.
0: He was, and everybody was pl- was into Sven. Yeah. This went on for years. No way. Years. I'm telling you. <laughs> she never he met was, Sven. She never met Sven. And I remember her talking with, and I'm her boss at the <laughs> church, right? So right. So she would answer me. And she would talk to me and say, you know, she came up with this on her own. She said, I think maybe he's uncomfortable with a woman minister. Oh. And maybe that's the reason that she, so she said, would you reach out to him? And i said that's fine i can reach out to him and so i did and i met with him and <laughs> and so we had you know yeah. i told him yeah had a few beers." what's that you had a few beers had a few beers with him yeah. that's right that's right well he's underage so he yeah. I, I, as a pastor i couldn't give him <laughs> right, beers, but right. anyway and so this was going on he would come over on sunday nights and he was there um we had a uh, we found some guy who was from out of town that was visiting or something and so then we celebrated his birthday with him um, and we went out, and she actually wasn't able. To, uh, Peggy wasn't there, of course. We made sure that she wasn't available. But we went out, and we took pictures. And everywhere we took pictures, we had this actual guy that no one had ever seen and would never see again. But then, in every picture, like his face is obscured. <laughs> we went out. We went bowling, and you know, and so there's we, a bowling ball in front of his exactly, face. Exactly, bowling ball in front yeah. of his face. Like he's. We went to a video arcade or something, and like he's he's right behind. There's a group picture of, of a whole bunch of us. There, but he's standing like right behind a pole. Um, <laughs> you know, like all these, and he put up all the pictures and he, he commented on, on Facebook. Man, I had a great time. Thank you to all the folks from the church. And, you know, and so, and she's looking at, she's a friend of him on Facebook. And, oh, yeah, and she's seen all this stuff. Okay, so this goes on for years. And she decided, and, and finally, someone who had was in on it from the beginning but kind of dropped off. Um, mentioned to her Oh The whole Sven thing Is that still going on? That's not real And it, it ah. She figured it out That way So then she came to me And said Is Sven A fake person? <laughs> and I said Yes He's a fake person And she laughed <laughs> She thought right. it was the most She had no clue Until that point She <laughs> said Okay so I want to do a reverse Will you help me do a reverse Prank? And I said Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. She said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. She said, the leaders of the college ministry, which a, a, a number of them had gone into leadership, um, they were in on it. They were the main ones, right? Okay, so she said, um, when we have leadership meetings, I'm going to really press that we need to really reach out to Sven. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so then... She said, "We're going to pray for Sven. We're going to uh, really intercede on on his behalf before the Lord." Yeah, and and he wants really, to get baptized. He wants to get. He's gonna, We're just gonna put the screws on him really, really hard. And so she did. And and those leaders would come to me then, otherwise, and say, uh-huh. "I don't know if I can handle it. I, it doesn't seem right to pray to God But she <laughs> wants me. She's asking me specifically to pray out loud for Sven." <laughs> <laughs> And so then she said, um, um, that didn't go on for real long, a few weeks, I think. And then she, um, a, an, an actor friend of hers was coming in from out of town.
1: Nice. Yes.
0: And so she got them all together and she said, um, Sven, she said, uh, I have never, be, actually never met him, which I don't know how that's even possible. All of you are good friends with him, but I got I feel terrible that I haven't, actually met him. I feel just awful that he's been in our church for years and I've never met him. And she said, so I finally, like his the email, um, he, he wasn't answering his email so much anymore, so I looked up at the University of Miami and I, the directory, because I'm an on-campus <laughs> college minister, I have access to all of the contact information for all the students and I found Sven Hernandez and I called him And talked to him on the phone. And somehow, um, he didn't know anything about the church. And he got really upset that a Christian would be calling him. And, And so, I don't know what's going on. And they started getting nervous about, like, there's this random person. Yeah. And they said, okay, and he is going to come over to the Sofield's house this Sunday right after church. All right. All right. So the stage is set, and we got so all the people who knew about it come over to our house for lunch, and Peggy comes over. And so then Sven, and then they all say, Look, Peggy, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. The whole thing is a joke. Sorry. We don't know who this guy is. We don't know who this guy is. And she said, I've been calling him and calling him and calling him, and he keeps hanging up on me, and I don't know what the deal is. And so, yeah, he's coming over to this house right now. And they're like, we don't know who's coming over here because it's not. He doesn't exist. He doesn't yeah. exist. It was a joke. She said, so who's coming over? We don't know. Some guy who's actually named Savannah Hernandez that you've been harassing. And so he comes up, knocks on the door. He comes over, and he's a black guy. <laughs> i never yeah. seen him before. Yeah. He's a black guy. Um, and he comes in, and he is furious. He says, "Who is Peggy? What's going on?" And they said, "Sorry, we just... Uh, you think my name is a joke? And, like you Christian people make me sick. I'm never going to believe in Jesus." I mean, he just really, really went off. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, uh, I forget how. Uh, then he stormed off and left. And the the people who are there, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. This is horrible. I can't believe we did this. Oh no. And. He came. He drove off. He drove around the block. He came back, and knocked on the door again. I answered the door, and he was laughing and came in and gave Peggy a big hug. They're great friends yeah. from high school or something. I forget when. They gave him a great, a great big hug, and they were laughing. And everyone else was like, "What is going on? <laughs> we don't know what's happening." It was fantastic. It was that, years long. That is making. amazing. Sven Hernandez is still on Facebook. He's got many, many friends. I've told I'll have story to look so him many up times. Yeah, you know, I, I stopped looking at Facebook for, uh, it's been over a year, so he hasn't, he, he's still there, I assume, but he he hasn't, uh, he also abandoned Facebook right. quite a while ago. Of course yeah. he did. Yeah. When COVID when, hit. When, that's it. No, it was years before that. Uh, anyway, so that's my story of Sven Hernandez, and that was, it was a lot of fun.
1: Thanks for listening to The Hopper Podcast. What did we miss? What did we get wrong? Email us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to tell Dave about how to
0: finally roll his R's, Uh, you can email us at uh, pickyourbogers at nose.mail.com. Join us next week on The Hopper Podcast when we'll talk about
1: how many angels can dance on the edge of a paperclip. Hmm. If you've got a better topic for The Hopper, Report a short voice Record a short <laughs> if, <you've, laughs> if you've got a better idea for, the, for a Hopper If you've got a better idea for a Hopper topic Record a short voice memo on your phone And send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com And you might hear your voice on a future episode Do you know anyone else who would enjoy the Hopper Podcast? Tell them about it Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts Your favorite podcasting app That helps others find the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is produced with the help of
0: drunk cowboys everywhere.